You're listening to the Co-op Book Podcast. I'd like to welcome Ian Harris to the Co-op Chat. Hello, Ian. Hi, Rob. How are you going? I'm doing well. Now, uh, Ian, you've just released uh, your book, Surgery, the Ultimate Placebo. Uh, and uh, as much as you said in your introduction, you're not aiming to be controversial. I think it will be a bit controversial because my, my read of it is that, uh, you know, you're questioning in many situations the role of surgery. Is that correct? Yeah, I still don't see it as controversial, but I do see it as under-recognized. And I think for a lot of people, they just don't uh, appreciate that um, surgery is um, not only um, a placebo, but probably one of the biggest placebos we have. Okay, so for the uh, non-aware, what, what's your definition of the placebo effect? Yeah, look, it's a tricky one because most people understand what a placebo is. I mean, that's something that's, you know, it's like a sugar pill or it's uh, something inert, something that doesn't actually have an effect. So when we talk about a placebo effect, it's a little bit difficult to understand. Um, and, and really, there's a few things that contribute to what we call the placebo effect. Um, and, but what it means, it's, it's everything else other than the actual surgery that you've done. Um, and so it could be just the natural history. Sometimes people just get better anyway. And a classic example is the common cold, where a lot of treatments you give for the common cold are placebos because the patient gets better anyway. Um, and another thing is there's other reasons why they might get better, but sometimes it's their expectations. And you can build up patients' expectations and make them feel better, particularly for subjective things, after you've given them a placebo treatment. And the bigger that placebo is, the more time and money they invest in it, the more invasive it is, the more painful it is, the more that it's um, given by practitioners who are very confident, then the more effective that placebo is. And if you look at all the things that make a good placebo, um, surgery basically ticks all the boxes. And look, I'd imagine that most surgeons and clinicians and I suppose the uh, accompanying uh, insurance side of things, they all believe in the operation. So it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. It's much more easy to sell a placebo when you actually believe it yourself. What drove you to write this book? Well, um, it's a problem that I've known about, and it's really not that big a secret. Uh, and I think a lot of people realize that there's, there's over-treatment out there, and a lot of the stuff we do probably isn't very effective, but what the hell, we'll try it anyway. Sometimes the patient feels a bit better later. Um, but to me, it's kind of like, that's not good enough. And I started looking into the science of it, and I've done lots of studies myself looking at the evidence behind the, some common procedures that we do and I've done comparative studies showing that a lot of the common procedures we do don't work, they, they're really no better than not doing them and there's been some famous placebo surgery studies done and particularly more recently and um, 
and yet people are still doing those operations. And so I've been campaigning for a while within the surgical community for people to be a little bit better about this, for the science to be better, because a lot of it is because surgeons don't understand the science very well, and it's kind of like, well, I know that placebo study shows this doesn't work, but I still think it does. Um, and a lot of that is because it's a lack of understanding of science. People fall into this um, logical trap of um, uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc, which means it follows, therefore it is because of. So if somebody comes back and says they feel a little bit better after you operate on them, you think that it's due to the operation when it might not be. But the reason I wrote the book is because I think that the patients need to be aware of this as well. And I think everybody needs to be aware of this. It's a problem that science... Uh, medicine calls itself science-based, but it's not scientific enough, and a lot of doctors are not good scientists, and we've become a little complacent, and we can get away with whatever we want in medicine, um, and we accuse others of not being scientific, but we don't um, use those same standards on ourselves. I have to say, as a non-clinician you know, clinician and a non-scientist, I find this incredibly surprising because my take on things is that everything is evidence-based. And uh, exactly what you were saying, when, when you talk about things like you know, natural health, the medical community are very much... Uh, you know, critical and looking for specific evidence, but especially with something like surgery, that to, to me that's the most surprising thing because out of all the uh, treatments, it seems to be the most uh, you know grounded in a way. Cut and dried. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, and that's why I mean, surgery is not the only thing out there that's uh, ineffective, or a lot of surgery, but certainly it's the, it's the one that people don't appreciate, and it is a little bit confronting and it's a bit surprising. So. That's why I say I don't think it's controversial. I think that there's plenty of studies out there showing that a lot of the operations we do aren't nearly as effective as we think they are. Um, and I think a lot of doctors probably know that. Um, but uh, it is very surprising to the, to the general community, uh, which is why it's you know, received a little bit of attention, I think. Okay, so now we'll, we'll take it. You know, take the flip side of this. Why is this? Why is this a problem? If I if I go to you and I say, I've, you know, I've got a shonky knee, and you're going to do a uh, arthroscopy on me, and then I walk out of it, well, well not walk out of it. I, I feel better, you know, a week later. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Okay. So I cover that in the book as well, and and that's the exact question that colleagues have asked me and um, and even the response from the College of Surgeons recently newspaper was well sure we know that a lot of the stuff we do doesn't work but if the patient feels better afterwards isn't that okay yeah so the, uh, um, a lot of people ask the same question they say well what's what's the big deal um, if, if it's a placebo and the patient feels better then why not just do it anyway I have a big problem with that I have several problems Firstly, um, I don't want to pay for it. So I think there's other things we should be paying for. Uh, secondly, it exposes patients to harm without true benefit. Thirdly, it involves deceit. But the fourth thing and the biggest thing that we have removed, the only real barrier between mainstream medicine and alternative medicine. Okay. And that's my main objection. So then when you, when you start talking about... Um you know, alternative medicine. A lot of it's about the power of mind and meditation and mi mindfulness. Do you think these are areas that 
uh, we've been, you know, subconsciously linking to the placebo effect without even realising? Look, that's a very popular area at the moment, mindfulness, and we're actually trying to do some research in that area as well. Um, look, uh, how do they work? Is that is that really harnessing the same kind of thing, this placebo effect? If it is, it's probably costing a hell of a lot less, and it's exposing patients to a lot less risk than operating on them. Okay. Now, and as you know, many of our uh, listeners are at university and probably even studying medicine. Is is this yeah. something that they should be thinking about in their studies or is it something the uni should be thinking about teaching? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think there's not enough basic science training in medicine and that's undergraduate and postgraduate. Um, look, it's better than it used to be, but I certainly didn't get taught this stuff. It's the scientific method. It's it's critical appraisal. Um, it's it's the principles of evidence-based medicine of how to interpret and search for uh, research findings, and um, you can get that knowledge. And there's lots of courses out there, but it is uh, it's poorly understood, and that's why my main message is that doc, you know we need to have scientists that look after people, um, not doctors that sure care for people but don't understand the science. So we need scientists, doctors. Okay, and look, I think there's some very powerful uh, messages in your book. So for those uh, people that haven't had a chance to pick it up, Surgery, the Ultimate Placebo, available at the Co-op Bookstore and obviously online. And what was the university like for you? Uh, it was great, yeah. I was at UNSW and uh, and then later I did postgrad work at Sydney. Uh, it was fantastic. Loved my time at uni. And just with regards to books and reading, just away from your book, are you a reader or what, what, what kind of books do you like? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I tend to read non-fiction. Um, I'm the opposite of my wife who loves fantasy. Um, but I don't mind a good uh, a good uh, crime novel. Okay, and again, thank you for your time between patients and your busy practice. No worries. <laughs>